Welcome to this week's episode. Today we've got Austin Rutherford, and this kid is 28 years old. I say kid, and I don't mean that in the wrong way, but you know he's accomplished a lot, built a lot. He's uh, phenomenal in real estate, cryptocurrency, and social media. And uh, honestly, I just I love the story of where he's been to where he is at now and where he's going. And I think you're going to love it too. So let's dive in and see what he's got to share. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guya Now Show. I'm your host, Bob McIntosh, and stoked to have my good friend Austin here. Austin and I have known each other for a number of years. We actually were able to meet through an event down in Mexico. And uh, I just kind of just heard his story and I was like, holy crap, this is a crazy story. Um, so I'm excited to have him on. I won't spoil too much of what he has to share, but um, let's just put it this way. It, it's uh, I don't know. I guess we could say rags the richest story almost. I don't know if you're necessarily in rags per se, but uh, you know, it, it's it's still a powerful story nonetheless. And as always, for each and every one of you, the goal of this is to help you get out of your own way. And I've, I've watched Austin do that. Um, I just want to actually want to share a quick story before Austin starts in this, and then I'll have to share share some of his. But uh, I still remember uh, the first time you came up on stage at that event, and like. You were like nervous as heck. I could see it. Like you were like freaking out internally, <laughs> mentally. I imagine now that that's probably changed. I've seen some of your social media, just how you show up and, and work, and just some of the videos of you at events and things like that. So it's been a awesome to see your growth in that capacity. And it's always it's always awesome to see someone who who you know <laughs> just totally shifts where they're at to to where they're where they want to be and owns it 100. So uh, I just want to give you props for that because I've I've seen that growth and it's pretty awesome. No, man, I appreciate that. And you're 100 percent right. I was I was nervous. I was sweating. It was uh, it was a rough experience. But, you know, you got to go through those things to be able to grow as an individual. So uh, definitely appreciated the opportunity. Don't worry, man. I, I get it. The first time I was on, I was like, no, 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 no. What are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not gonna stage. Like, I, I didn't even like I didn't even like I got pulled up on stage and like unbeknownst to me. So it was even crazier. But uh, without any further ado, Austin, uh, why don't you tell everyone here, because um, I know some people know you, but not everyone who follows me knows you. So share a little about who you are, what you do, and what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Austin Rutherford, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I uh, got into real estate about seven and a half years ago, bought my first house when I was 20 years old. Um, over the next seven and a half years, um, I've flipped. Uh, I've, I've been a part of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of real estate deals anything from flips to new construction, to condo conversions, to wholesales, to rentals, to apartment buildings, commercial buildings, a little bit of everything in between. I'm still operating my real estate business in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, virtually, I live down here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida now. Um, and then, you know, my, my two new loves um, is branding, social media. Um, so, you know, big on social media, have almost a million followers across the platforms uh, and then cryptocurrencies as well. Fell in love with crypto. Uh, it's been a wild ride and I think it's really <laughs> just the beginning. So uh, real estate, crypto and uh, branding on social media right now. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, tell me a little bit more about like how you got started. So you, you said you started, you bought your first property when you were 20. Um, I'd love to know you know, what's going through a 20 year old's mind that, Hey, I, I can buy a property and I can flip it. I'm going to make money. And what, what, like, tell me more about that. Absolutely. Uh, so my first dream was to go to the NBA. That didn't really work out. Um, so then I started <laughs> reading books and in one of the books, it said all people who file a tax return with a million, 90% of people who file a tax return with a million dollars or more on it had real estate in their portfolio. And I was like, well, I guess this is going to be the way I get rich now. Uh, so I kept reading. <laughs> And then they said something about passive residual income. So passive is income that comes to you without you working 
residual is money that comes to you continuously without you working. I was like, sounds pretty good. So let's do that. And uh, so uh, rental properties, right? Uh, so I bought my first rental when I was 20. I had about $35,000 saved uh, from flipping things as a teenager um, and then loved it, right? But then I had to go out there and find more ways to make money. Um, so I got my real estate license after that. I hired a mentor after that. I flipped my first house about a year and a half after that. I uh, made $107,000 net profit on my first flip at 22 years old. Um, reinvested it all into the business. Um, it kind of blew it up, you know, ever since then. That, that's crazy. And I, I love it. I love that your, your foray into it was um, the same as mine. Like I remember reading, I was like, okay, real estate. Okay. I'm, I'm down and bought a rental property. It's like, this is great, but now I have no more money. And so like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself like, okay, well, I just spent all my money to buy this one. It's going to take me like, you know, it took me however long to get that money in the first place. I can't, I wasn't going to scalp at the speed that was uh, going to make me happy. So hundred <laughs> percent, you know, it's like, Oh yes, I got it. All right. I'm broke. So I, I need, you need to find ways to make money faster to then be able to buy more rental properties um, for me, you know, and, and you know, I, you and it's like real estate, right. Flipping houses. Um, it's, it's been great to me. That's, that's awesome. So, uh, okay. So, so you, you flip this out or so you buy this rental about a year, you say a year and a half later, you, you flip a house and how does, how do you transition or what did it look like to go from, Hey, I bought a rental. I flipped the house to seven years or six years later, whatever, you know, hundreds of deals, thousands, you know, all these projects, what, like, tell me more about the mindset to go that direction. For sure. So, uh, you know, it, I did one deal in like two years, right? <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> as far as like flipping goes. And then like the next year it was like seven and the next year it was like 17. Um, so it's kind of just grown over time. Uh, for the first like three, three and a half years of my business, uh, it was 100% me. Like I was a guy like I wanted 100% of this little old grape, right? Now it's very <laughs> different. Like I want a piece of this, this massive watermelon. Uh, but at the time, like it, it was me, I was hustling, I was working at, you know, 16, 18 hour days, uh, making, making decent money doing it. Uh, but like, it's not the freedom that I wanted. Uh, so, you know, I hired some mentors along the way. Um, you know, they, they encouraged me to hire people within my business, uh, which was a very scary thing at the beginning, because uh, it's like, oh, I, I can't afford to pay somebody $30,000 a year. Um, right. And then finally did it. And my business like doubled overnight. And then as I continued to hire the right people, my business continued to grow. Um, so it went from, you know, me to, you know, at, the, at our peak, I think we had like seven people um, on the team from acquisitions to dispositions to project management to assistants to transaction coordinators to full time videographers, uh, you know, cranking, cranking this stuff out. So um, it grew. We're doing multiple deals at a time. Um, wholesaling, flipping, making a lot of money. And about five years into business, uh, actually like six, six and a half years into business, I woke up and I was like, I'm doing the same exact thing I was doing six years ago. Like every single day I wake up and I'm chasing after a flip. I'm chasing after a wholesale. I have to find a new deal to make money. And I forgot why I got to real estate in the first place was owning rental properties. Um, so like six and a half years in, I owned maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 rental properties. And it was like, this is not what I was trying to build. So I took a step back and I was like, I want freedom. I want passive income. I want residual income. I want to build generational wealth. So instead of me trying to focusing on buying flips and wholesales, I completely changed everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying rental properties. And then in the next like 90 days, I bought like 30 rental properties. And we've continued to buy rental properties after that. 
Uh, so now as deals come into our pipeline, our first exit strategy is a rental property. If it fits as a rental, we're keeping it as a rental, period. And if it doesn't fit, then we'll go on to flip and or wholesale it to make profit. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going for wealth now. I'm going for long term. I don't need the money today. You know, I've made money. I have other businesses. You know, I'm trying to build long term generational wealth, which is through rental properties. Um, so that's kind of how it's grown over the years. Um, and then about two years ago, got into social media and about a year ago, uh, got into cryptocurrencies. Awesome. So I want to go back for a second. You said, you know, you hiring that first person, your mentor told you you got to start hiring people. What's going through your mind at that point in time? Like, you know, you're, you're like, because you said, like, I don't have the money to, to pay someone 30000 a year. Um, you know, like, how did that how did that decision matrix look for you? Like, you know, how did you find the right person? Tell me more about that part. Yeah. So I put it off for a year. I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Nope. You're crazy. I'm not doing it. And looking back, like I wish I'd have done it earlier, but finally somebody broke it down to me. And I was like, all right, like, let's just use round numbers. $36,000 a year is $3,000 a month. And I was like, I cannot afford to pay somebody $36,000 a year. Like at the time I was probably making two, 300 grand or something. So it was like a large piece, like 36 grand of 200 grand. Like that's a, that's a large piece of income. Right. And I was just like, nope, nope, nope. And then somebody looked at me, they're like, Austin, you're not paying somebody $36,000. You're paying somebody $3,000 or $6,000 because in the first 30 to 60 days, you'll know if they're the right fit or not. And if they're not the right fit, you kick them out and move on to the next. And you didn't lose 36 grand. You lost three grand. And then what happened was, is I, find, I posted jobs on like um, Upwork and Fiverr, not Fiverr, but um, like the, the, the job posting websites. Um, started interviewing people, hired somebody within 60 days. Like the time I was working was way less. And the amount of deals that we had going on were way more. So like literally in the first 60, 90 days, I was like, this is amazing. And then continued right. to work <laughs> with that individual for years. But it, it was a mindset shift from thinking that you have to pay, like you're paying somebody a, a full year's salary to understanding that you're paying somebody for a month or two. So instead of 36 grand, it's three to $6,000, which is a way easier pill to swallow to see if it's the right person. And when you hire that individual, that individual 100% has to pay for themselves plus some. If they're not at least making you the same amount of money minimum, it's the wrong person in the wrong seat. Uh, so when that, when that light bulb went off, it finally made sense to hire that person and then continuously hire people as my business has grown. Uh, but it was a very scary thing at the, at the beginning because uh, I thought like, to myself it was an expense and I couldn't afford it. But now I look at hiring people as an investment and what's the return on my investment. That's perfect. And that's a huge shift, I think, for a lot of folks. I think when, when I you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, I think the, the biggest thing that I keep seeing is the same as you, right? It's like that, that oh, we can't do this because it, it's always my pie is getting smaller. Not yep. that my slice is staying the same size, but it's a bigger pie. So, yep. um, you know, I, I think that's huge. Okay. So, so you bring these folks on, you start hiring some people, you start growing. Um, and then you said you woke up one day and you had this like, you know, epiphany of I'm doing the same, the same shit I've been doing for forever. I gotta, I gotta change it up. Yep. Um, what, was there something that caused that shift to happen? Like, you know, like if you look back now and you think about it, was there, was there a, a, like, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back? Was it like a deal that went wrong? You're like, this is the same thing or what happened to help, help you have that epiphany? Yeah, honestly, it was COVID. Like COVID hit okay. and, and basically all of real estate froze for like 30 days. And right. like I had multiple streams of income within real estate. I had flips, I had wholesales, I had new construction. I owned a few rental properties, 
So I was diversified, but it was all within real estate and mostly active businesses, flipping, wholesaling, and new construction. And I was like, like this was like after like it, it reopened 30 days later and like things kind of got back on track. And I was just sitting there, I was like, like, what if this happens again? Like I can, I can easily like lose everything because I don't have much consistent money coming in outside of flips and, uh, and, uh, and wholesales. So right then I was like, nah, like I need rental properties. Um, and then just kind of, you know, theoretically, I guess went all in on rental properties. We went on on finding deals, but then exiting them as rental properties instead of flips. But that's a very difficult thing to do because you got to understand, like if you're flipping a house, and you can sell it today and make forty thousand dollars. Like it's a very intriguing thing to do. If you do two or three of those a month, like you're making over a million dollars a year, easy. So you have to understand and be willing to give up that forty thousand dollars for two hundred dollars a month in profit. It's it's a very difficult thing to do because you're giving <laughs> up a massive amount of money for two hundred dollars a month, right? It, it, that two hundred dollars isn't changing anybody's life. But over time, as you build up and get more and more and more of them, it turns into 10,000 a month and 50,000 a month and 100,000 a month. And it turns into actual wealth in the future. You know, I, I finally, I, like I said, I fell in love with cryptocurrencies and ended up selling uh, like seven of my rental properties um, a, a little less than a year ago. And I pulled almost a million dollars in profit out of those properties to put into crypto, which is now, you know, multiple X on top of what I put in. But if I never owned, those real estate properties in the first place, I never would have been able to create wealth and create equity and, and have uh, money there that I could tap into when another opportunity presented itself. Um, so it's not the $200 a month. It's, it's the it's the appreciation. It's the depreciation. It's the tenant mortgage buy down. It's the wealth that you create and equity in these properties into the future. Um, you just got to be OK giving up you know present value for future greater value, which is which right. is a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the forty thousand today; it's the two hundred for the next forty years. Which exactly, is, it's way way more when you think about it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, okay, so you had this moment of clarity. You're like, all right, I gotta I gotta change things up. I start buying rental properties, and then you say, all right, now I'm gonna get into into crypto and you know double down on, on social media. Um, let me ask you. Let's start here. Mm -hmm. How how are you how are you keeping your eye on the horizon for possibilities? Like, what does that look like for you to say, oh, you know, hey, I want to get into crypto? Like, is there is there resources that you're going to, Discord channels you're part of, people that you follow, or or you know, did it just happen to fall in your lap? Which I, I mean, can <laughs> for sure. So you know, I was I was all in on real estate. I was building my brand on social, and a buddy of mine came to me, and he's like, I, I got it, and I was like, what's it? He's like. Give me a week. I'll let you know. I was like, what do you need a week for? Just tell me. He's like, I need to do my research and then I'm going to tell you. I was like, all right. So a week later, he came back to me and he was like, Bitcoin. And like, I heard about it once or twice before that, but like, I, I had no idea what it was. And he felt was like, just so enthusiastic about it. Like, it got me excited. So I went home that night and watched like five, six, seven hours of YouTube videos till like 2, 3 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. And I went to bed and I was like, this is it, because when you when you really Bitcoin. dive, in. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel like I feel like you're like the guy from like that uh, that history show. He's like aliens, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you dive into it and you really understand um, the the math behind it, the the purpose behind it, the use case behind it, 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 it to me it's risky to not be involved at this point. 
Um, so, you know, as far as like how I became knowledgeable of it, um, YouTube was a great like baseline for me. Um, watching videos um, is a YouTube channel called The Coin Bureau, um, which has a lot of great information. Um, and then past that, um, I've hired mentors in the space. You know, I have people that have turned 100 grand to 100 mil in, in a couple years or, or 20 grand to 500 mil in a few years. And like these people around me that understand this way more than I do, you know, I'm learning from them and understanding from them um, to, to be able to make, you know, moves inside of the crypto space. Um, and then since then, from social media, you know, I started posting about crypto as well and other like crypto influencers. Like I, I consider myself like business, finance and real estate. Right. Cryptos obviously falls into finance, but there's crypto influencers that all they talk about is crypto. And we've since communicated and connected because they want to know real estate and I want to know crypto. And I'm learning from people that are like in the trenches every day in crypto, like I am in real estate. Um, so I'm, I'm just, you know, getting kind of connected to the right people. But for me at the beginning, YouTube was a great platform to start with. That's, that's awesome. So you're, so you're essentially finding people who are experts in their industry and swapping knowledge. And I think that's a huge thing. I think it's funny. Um, how many paths still always lead back to real estate in some capacity, right? Like, like you talk to people who are like massively successful with e-commerce or, you know, drop shipping or Amazon stores and Walmart stores, all that. And always like, but I want to know about real estate. Like, 100%, um, 100%. <laughs> so, so it's good. And, and look, I know a lot of the folks that are listening to this right now, they're real estate people, right? Just from my, because of my history of doing real estate, they are. So realize too, that if you're, if you're in that space of real estate, you might have a ton of knowledge that other people don't have, but want and vice versa. They've got the knowledge that you had that you want that you don't have. So I think that's huge. Um, and, and okay. The, the, the great, the greatest way to get that out though, to be able to find the people that you want to be able to find in those yeah. other industries is by having a brand. Like if, if when I tell people like I have 600,000 followers on TikTok, like I can get into a lot of doors and get on phone calls with a lot of people that I never would have been able to get on without having a brand. So uh, just kind of a quick tangent there. But, you know, being no, built, no, I, I fully agree. It's super important. Like just just being the expert. Right. You know, uh, podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, just putting out information, creating yourself as the expert. Like people will start coming to you and asking for advice. So you want to share some sweet dance moves on uh, from your TikTok on this? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, no, dude, I, I I agree. So so what? Okay, actually, this is a, this is this is important because I think one of the conversations that I always struggle—I shouldn't say struggle—but I have with a lot of people, and they struggle to grasp that concept of you know having a brand. So mm -hmm. I know you said a couple of years ago you started going you know kind of all in on that. What was your mindset before doing that and what changed it for you? Like, and, and then I have a few more questions in there, but let's start there. For sure. Uh, so the same mentor that told me to hire somebody was also pushing me to start, you know, posting on social media and building a brand. And I was like, like, I'm out here doing the business. Like I'm making money. I'm good. I don't want to put myself on camera. Like I'm straight. And I was a kid like in high school, you know, at like school dances or something, people would whip out the phones and I would literally like run to the corner. Like I, I was super, <laughs> super camera shy. I never wanted to be on camera. I never wanted to be the center of attention. I would stand in the back of the room when somebody was talking. Like that was me, right? Um, and he just kept telling me like social media, social media, social media, social media. And finally, I was on vacation with one of my best friends in San Diego. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do the social media thing. So I took out my journal and I journaled exactly what I was gonna talk about because I was gonna do a Facebook Live to start building my brand. So I, I bullet pointed it. So like if I screwed up while I was talking, I could reference right back and not look like an idiot, right? So I, I drove <laughs> it down, I put my water bottle in front of me, I put my phone in front of the water bottle, 
And when you click, hold, hold on, I, I want to pause it right there. I love that, right? Like that people get so caught up in, oh, I got to have all this, you know, equipment and whatever. It's like, no, I use the water bottle and I lead my cam like that. But, but that's, that's perfect, right? Like what you can't see right now in this video is I got like a cardboard box below this, right? Like, it's, you know <laughs> I, I mean, it. like, it's like whatever, whatever it takes to make it look right, but it doesn't have to be fancy, but sorry, keep going. So got your water bottle, you do this live, you got your, your journal with your notes. You know, side note, I've made millions of dollars from this thing. So I agree with you 100%. Uh, but I, I put the phone in front of my water bottle and you click like the live button and then it says confirm, right? So I went to the live button and I was like looking at the confirm screen. I, You know how people say like I, I did it for an hour, but it was like five minutes. I genuinely stared the screen for an hour. Like my boy came <laughs> out, of the, out of the house and he, I was 40 minutes in. He was like, you good, bro? Like your mouth hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> and like I was, I was just thinking about like like they think they're gonna think I'm gonna failure. Like they, I, they're gonna be right. I'm gonna I'm gonna slur my words. I'm gonna say something stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know mispronounce something. I'm just gonna be this huge failure in front of everybody on social media. That's what I was thinking. Finally, an hour in, I finally clicked the play button and I, I put it down. <laughs> I started talking. I had everything scripted, and it, it in the top right corner it tells you how many people are watching your video. And I was like 30 seconds into this thing, and it's dead zero the whole time. And I was like, I knew it. Like, I, I'm a failure. I knew this wasn't for me. <laughs> and I picked up the phone and you click X and it says confirm or cancel. So I clicked the X button and it was like confirm or cancel. And I looked at it and I was like, this is literally like my moment. Like, this is, this is the decision that changes your life. If you click cancel and you give up, like, you'll never be able to grow. You'll never be able to break through barriers. Or if you click cancel and continue to go forward, like, you're breaking through barriers and you're breaking through fear. So I click cancel, put the phone back down, finished the live. It was horrible. I screwed up like 10 times, but like it got me into the game. Right. Um, and then after that, I was posting for six to 12 months, just trying to give value to people. Right. And just telling my life story, documenting what I was doing. Like it never sold anything. I was just give, 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 give. And over time, like you engage with so many people, I was started to get like so many messages. Like I, I physically couldn't keep up with them. It was taking like literally half of my day just to DM people. So then I started creating products. Then I started realizing I can make money on social media and I started making real money on social media. Then I started hiring people for the brand. Then we started tracking KPIs for the brand. Then we started building like backends and hiring tech people for the brand. And it's grown into like an actual business, just having a brand. But it all started with one live and just with trying to add value to people's lives. A lot of people are one like- One terrifying life, one very terrifying life. <laughs> Agreed. A, a lot of people are like, well, Austin, like, okay, I want to build a brand. How do I monetize it? You don't. You just add value and then money finds a way to find you. If you lead with money, you'll never grow a brand. If you lead with value, you'll grow a massive brand and more money than you ever thought was possible will start to flow in from that. So always lead with value first. Cool. So, so I, I love that there was like zero people when you almost canceled because I, I remember. So the very first live I did was, uh, was on, um, uh, oh my God, what was the Periscope, mm -hmm. which was like the precursor to all lives. It's like back when, you know, Meerkat and Periscope were the only live players in town. And, um, <laughs> uh, and I joke to this day, um, I didn't, I had nine views, not people on with me live, literally 
nine people watched this once. <laughs> and yep. one of those was my mom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she had watched it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, 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 I joke about that, you know, now, cause it's like, you know, it's crazy. And, and I remember thinking the same thing that you did, like, oh, this is stupid. Like, you know, no one was on, like, you know, I see all these other people doing it and they get like hearts floating and likes and little emojis and all this shit. Yeah. And over here I am like with nine views on my very first live. So it, it's crazy. But I think the more important thing is, what you know that you said hey i'm gonna continue forward so what like so you had this moment of epiphany right and you're sitting there like no I'm, I'm gonna cancel i'm gonna keep going keep going live what happened after you ended it like did you go back and go shit that was you know like you said oh i know it was terrible i messed up a bunch of times how did you get back on that horse again and say no it's okay i'm gonna do this again yeah so when you end the live it says post or delete I always thought like it like if you went live like it was out there forever. So like the only time you screw up on live, it screw up quote unquote even though you don't is if like people are physically watching paying attention at that moment. The cool right. thing is once you get done with that live, all you got to do is click the delete button. And if somebody if, if you screwed up like so bad and somebody's right. like, "Yo bro, like you got to watch this live. Like once he posts it, you got to watch this go to 10 minutes. Like it's terrible." <laughs> click the delete button. Nobody will ever see it again. So like I got done, I was like, delete. <laughs> and I scheduled the next one for the next week. Like it, it was, it's, it's, we overcomplicate things. We, we think things are going to be this massive problem and they never turn out to actually be the problem that we think it's going to be. So um, I, cl I clicked delete and I just continued to post and do lives, you know, going forward thereafter. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love that you deleted your first one. <laughs> for real? I, I mean, hey. Like, look, I, I, so I still tell the story. Um, when I was, uh, one of my, one of my early events that I was teaching at, uh, there's a, there's a woman and I'm still very good friends with her to this day. She's a client and, and everything. And she went on and she did live and it was terrible. It was, it was probably one of the worst lives I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe not the worst, but you know, in, in, in the top 10 worst I've, I've probably seen. But yeah. the awesome part was that she still did it. Right. Like yeah. she got on there, she did it and she loves it. And I think you, if you scroll back far enough on her profile, I think it's still, still hanging out there. And it's like in a hotel room and she's like spinning back and forth in her chair, like, right. Like, cause she's like nervous. And, yeah. um, but the funny part is that she came in and, um, she's like, Oh, like she was all nervous about the whole thing. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to delete it, whatever. And everyone was like, I don't know about a hundred people in the room were like, no, 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 no. That was awesome. Like, like you gave you like you inspired me to go do this myself. And I think that's a huge thing. And people don't realize it's like, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, what I'm finding right now for me is that like the more authentic and real, like you leave the mess ups there because it, it makes you seem real. That's not always I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some polished things out there, but sometimes when you mess up, it's OK. Like people people appreciate knowing that you're human and that, hey, it's this is a real thing that, that actually happens. For sure. A hundred percent. You know, it, it's it's being relatable, right? One of the a lot of when you start posting, you start building a brand, right? Well, something you want to run into is content. Like, well, what do I come? What do I post? What what do, what do people want to see? What do I come up with? And one of the best pieces of advice that was offered to me, and I was like struggling. I was trying to wrap my head around like what to post or what to create. And the cool thing is, is like everybody's already living a life, right? We're already doing something. So they're like, just document what you're already doing. You don't have to create things because if you're doing something, which you are, we're all alive eating breakfast, working out, starting a business, going through failures, going through successes, making money, losing money, whatever it is, like that's what people want to see. So if you just document what you're already doing, creating content will be a million times easier 
than sitting there trying to create new things. Documentation over creation. I love it. It's like the Truman Show, right? Like the fact that like everyone, everyone, if you've ever watched that movie or not, it's like, you know, it's documenting an entire guy's life, but people love that show. And it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's, it, it, we are the, the living version, just knowing it of, of the Truman Show. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> cool. So, all right. So, so you start building this brand, right? Um, and then you're utilizing that. Now, is your brand helping you funnel down uh, to others? Like, does it help you with the real estate deals with, you know, crypt, like learning about crypto? Like what else has it brought into your, into your life and your business having this personal brand? Because I think a lot of people underestimate the value of what that can do for them. So I'd love, instead of just me ranting about why you should, I want someone else who has one to share that, that you know, what's it done for them? No, absolutely. Uh, and literally everything that you just said it has brought me more deals through other people than it has me finding deals myself. It's brought me JV opportunities. It's brought me lending opportunities. It's brought me partnerships to buy apartment buildings together. It's brought me uh, great. Well, some of my best friends came from somebody seeing me on social media, coming to an event. We connected. We became best friends because of, because of it. It's, it's literally endless the amount of opportunities that can come with it. And the, and the crazy thing is, like, if you have a build, big enough brand, and, and I'm still growing mine, I'm not here yet, but like the Kim Kardashians or the, or the Kevin Hart's or the, the Grant Cardone's or the people that like have a real brand, which I think anybody can get to that point. There's a guy on TikTok, he, had, he got to like 100 million followers in like six months and never said a word ever. So like if you're telling me you can't build a brand, like you're delusional. Anybody can build a brand on anything. But the cool thing is once you have a brand, you can literally start a business within 24 hours. All you need to do is make a post and say, do this. Because if you have a brand, people like you, they trust you, they follow you. And if you say do this, there's going to be so many people that do that. And now your business was just created out of thin air. You can, you can, you can drop a T-shirt, you can start a, a tax company, you can start a, you can literally do anything. And you will make money because of simply having a brand and having a presence on social media. I fully agree. And it's awesome because people, people are coming to you because they know, like, and trust you. So right. wh what do you do? Like, how, what do you do within your brand to help, you know, bridge that gap from who the heck is this guy, you know, 20 something year old kid talking about crypto and real estate. And like, I don't know, is he full of shit or not? Like, what, what does that look like for you? 100%. So uh, it's, it's posting, right? So we post one to two times a day on TikTok right now. Um, I post like 10 to 15 stories on Instagram right now. And with that, like being relatable, I post when I'm with my family. I post when I'm out to dinner with my girlfriend. I post watching church. I post, you know, driving a car. I post like normal everyday things. That's that's the documentation over creation because they're like, damn, like he eats eggs just like I eat eggs. You know, he goes to the <laughs> gym just like I go to the gym. It makes you more relatable. So I post 10 to 15 times a day on the stories. I post one to two times a day on the posts. Um, on YouTube, we drop three videos a week. Um, and then I, uh, I do lives. So I do like Instagram and TikTok lives um, at least once a week just to engage with people, you know, have conversations, answer questions again, just to become more relatable. Um, and then past that, like it, once somebody wants to actually like get in and, and like give me money for something, um, you, they, they have to like, they have to trust you, et cetera. Um, so we have like landing pages for different products and different opportunities um, that usually has videos of me talking about whatever it is, um, as well as a bunch of testimonials uh, below that from people, you know, emailing me, texting me, DMing me, whatever it is, just like screenshots. Um, and if, if so, like think about this, if there's a new person that comes to a landing page and I'm trying to sell them a course and they see on that page me talk about it, they, they can still think like, oh, he's a fraud. Right. But then they scroll right. down and they see like 
50 people. He's great. It worked. I did this. I did that. Here's a video of testimonial. And it's just testimonial, testimony, 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 testimony. They're like, damn, like, this really works, right? Um, so having having other people um, confirm what you're already saying um, is is a is a, a amazing way uh, to build rapport with with your audience. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think for a lot of folks right now, um, what would you say to someone who's thinking to themselves, "Well, I don't have any testimonials. Right? I'm just getting started. What what do I do?" Document document what you're doing. You know, if if you're if you're a real estate investor and you're trying to build a brand on real estate. Talk about the deals that you're doing. Go walk through houses, evaluate deals live, do what you're already doing. And if you're like, yo, Austin, we wrote you, I'm broke. I don't have anything. Like, what can I post about? Talk about the journey. Like, every, the thing is, when people look at me, they see me like up here, right? They're like, right. oh, well, that's Austin. Like, of course, Austin can do that. Like, it's Austin, right? Because they like, I'm successful, whatever it is, right? They see me up here. So that's a, a disconnect for me. It's hard for me to relate to some new people. Cause like they see me as like this person that's unrelatable, right? If you're brand new and flat broke, like you relate with those people. Like, yo bro, like I'm broke too, what's up? And if you start <laughs> posting content about how you went from rags to riches, right? All those people can relate with you, all of them. And then once you make it, you have all the people quote unquote still trying to make it. And you start having successful people follow you because you've made it and you came from where they came from. So even if you have nothing, just talk about your journey trying to build something. Talk about your journey trying to build a brand. Talk about your journey trying to do your first real estate deal. Talk about your journey starting an e-commerce store. Whatever it is, I promise you there's people out there that want to relate to you because of that. 100%. And and I, I like, too, that, um, at least from my perspective, right, you, you weren't afraid to share, hey, like, in high school, I was a guy, people would have a cell phone, and I'm, you know, in the corner going, nope, not, not going to be on that, because I... <laughs> Because I think so many people get caught up in their own way of like, oh, that's not who I am. But who you are today is not not set in stone. It can be 100%. changed if you want. Hundred percent. The, the who, who you are today is due to a story that you tell you that that you tell yourself about your past. That's it. You can change that story. The only time, the only reason that story exists is because you told yourself that story. If, right. if a story of you being a failure and you look at it as a failure, you're a failure because you told yourself that story. But you can take the same failure and create an opportunity out of it. And if you tell yourself that's an opportunity, that's who you are now. The only reason you are who you are in today is because of the stories you told yourself in the past. And remember, these are stories that you tell yourself, not other people that tell you. These are things that you think to yourself. So you literally can control who you are and how you think and the success that you have by the things that you tell yourself. So start telling yourself different things. And if you had problems in the past, go back and change those stories. Like if you think you're a failure because of this reason, Take some time, go out to, to a quiet place and sit there for an hour by yourself and think about that thing that happened, why you think you're a failure and how you can change it from a failure to an opportunity. Because if you if you change that narrative and turn it into an opportunity, it's game over. You're set for life. That couldn't agree more. So share with us a, an oper a time that you've done that. What's 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 a story that you've told yourself that you've changed from where you started to where you are today? Failing in basketball. Like I, I was a failure. Like I, I worked my entire life from like 13 years old to 19 years old. Every single day I was working out one, two, three, four times a day trying to become an NBA basketball player. And it got to a point where I, I didn't make it. And I thought I was a failure. Like I, cry, I literally cried at night. Like thought I gave up. Um, literally didn't know what to do with my life. Like I was completely lost in my life and I was a failure. But then I was like, what if this is an opportunity for me to impact more lives and change more people and be more successful and make more money because basketball wasn't it for me? 
So it went from a failure to an opportunity of a lifetime to change my life in a different direction. So it's all about the stories that you tell yourself. That's, that's huge. And I'm, I'm amazed that like, did you, so did you change that mindset when you were 19 or did that, that, that reframing that story come a little bit later? Cause I think that's an important thing. People think, Oh, you know, I, if I don't do it at the moment it's happening or the moment that I create that story, I can't go back and change it later. You can absolutely go back and change it. Like I, I thought I was a failure, right? Like I was just trying to hustle and make money. And like I had some success in real estate, but I always had this other thing of like me being a failure, me being not good enough, me being not worthy enough. And three, four years ago in my life, um, I met a really good friend of mine uh, for whatever reason. Like he just, he believed in me way more than I believed in myself. And, and my confidence went through the roof because of being around him. He always like, bro, you're the man, you're crushing it. You can accomplish anything. And like past tense, like I had a lot of fail times where I failed in my life. So like I, I was making some money. I believed in myself, but like I didn't wholeheartedly believe in myself. And then after that, it was game over. Like I, I to this day, like I feel like I can accomplish anything. And everybody needs to feel like that, though. Like you can accomplish anything in this world. Uh, but again, you're, you're second guessing yourself because of the stories you told yourself in the past. So um, absolutely. It was years and years and years down the line where I really went back through my life. And I was like, that wasn't a failure. That's an opportunity. If this did, if this failure didn't happen, it wouldn't allow me to be in the position that I'm in today. If, if I didn't get this deal, I'd have never got this deal. Right. Uh, so you just got to look back and, and change the stories that you tell yourself from from failure to opportunity and your life will start changing because of it. So that friend that, that told you that like was looking up to you, um, have you, you know, does, does, you know, does, that, does that person? <laughs> does, it's, it's <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> that even better. Like, so, okay. So, so, you, so here's, here's a guy that's, you know, a, a friend, um, you know, I don't, I don't know enough about his life story necessarily to say, but it's not like he was like, I'm guessing not a multimillionaire. So all of a sudden you're looking up to him necessarily, um, you yeah. know, but he's still someone that came in and believed in you. And what, what, like what happened for you internally in your mind? What was the conversation that changed when all of a sudden this guy that you know is like, oh, I'm looking up to you? I mean, it it it, it took a time, right? He kept saying it and I was very uncomfortable. I was like, bro, mm, like, okay. I see, like you're saying like I'm the man. Like, that's cool, but like I don't feel like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like if it, it, it always goes back to the people you hang around. You know what I mean? The five people you hang around. They telling you you suck, they telling you you're a failure. If, not, if they're not telling you that you can be greater than what you are, like you'll never be that person. So I started hanging around with him. You know, I started hanging around some of my other friends that told me some of the same things. And like, you just start believing that stuff. Like if, if you're delusional enough to hang around people that are delusional enough to think that you can be great. And then you start believing that because people are telling you that, like, that's how you become great. You know what I mean? It's very hard to, to become great when everybody around you is telling you you ain't shit. But if everybody around you is telling you you can be great and you think that you can be great, <laughs> it's game over. <laughs> that's right. It's going to happen no matter what. For sure, hundred percent. That's cool. And and so, has the people that you've hung around and like uh, are are you know obviously I know you just recently moved to to Florida from Columbus, mm -hmm. so it's part of that to to shift yourself in to be around more people that are that are operating where you want or what, what does that look like now for you? For sure, um, you know I, I think I think if you do the same thing in a small city that you do in a large city, you'll be light years ahead in a large city. Uh, just because there's, there's more opportunity, there's more there's more dollars, there's more zeros, there's more commas, there's more people, there's more conversations. Um, so part of the reason for moving to Florida, absolutely, was to be around, you know, different, quote unquote, higher level people, potential higher level people. 
Um, there's just more money in Florida in general. So to me, that means there's more opportunity, um, as well as the cold and the sunshine and the beach and other things. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I try my best uh, to surround myself with people um, that are all moving in the same direction as myself, um, because there's a lot of people that look to take time from you, um, that look to, to rob you of your happiness, um, that rob you of, of your, your thoughts of confidence. Um, and you just can't be around those people. Um, or if you are, if they're family, just don't be around them for an extended period of time. Yeah, put up, put up, put up the barrier. Keep the uh, arm's length transactions. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> that's that's awesome, dude. Well, I genuinely appreciate this conversation, and I and what I like, and and I'm just gonna straight up say this is like, you know, you're you're what 27, 28, right? 28, yeah, 28, right? Like the fact that you've done all of this and you're 28, just like, it's insane. What else is going to be in store for you as you go? Um, and I share, and I, and I say that for a couple of reasons, because if you're listening or you're watching this right now, like understand that realistically, you're someone who probably has most people thinking, Oh, you know, here's some punk kid. Like, what, what is this kid? Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't have nearly as many opportunities. You haven't had the time to make as many connections. You haven't had the time to grow the depth of your bench in terms of friendships and mentorships and, and coaches and all that, but you're still off doing great things. And so I think, um, two things that I tend to see be true is one people think, Oh, well, he's young, so he can do that. But remember, most people who are younger have more working against them than they do for them. And if you're older, you've got more working for you than you realize. So I, I think that's cool. And two, I just want to give you mad props for, for getting to where you are, where you are right now. Like I, I know not very many, like even, even me, like I know when I was younger, like in my twenties, I was not thinking about doing this kind of stuff. And if I had, God only knows where I'd be right now, but uh, so <laughs> mad props for doing that, that, man. I appreciate that brother for sure. <laughs> cool. Awesome, man. So uh, where can people, you know, follow you? And obviously you have, obviously you have social media, but where else can they check you out if they want to know more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Instagram is where I communicate the most. So uh, at Austin Rutherford official on Instagram, I'm on TikTok at Austin Rutherford, YouTube at Austin Rutherford. Um, and then if uh, go to the Austin Rutherford.com, um, you can learn a whole bunch more about, you know, what I have, who I am, what I do, uh, things I have to offer. So the Austin Rutherford.com. Perfect. Love it. And uh, as someone who's the Bob McIntosh, fist, fist bump to the, to the bees. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, th thanks for being on. As always, for all of you listening and or watching, appreciate you. Uh, go ahead and go share this. Let people know what's going on because at the end of the day, this show is not about me. Um, even much as I enjoy these conversations and they're always phenomenal for, for myself, um, it's about helping each and every one of you get out of your own way now. Hence the name of the show. So share it with a friend. Help them do the same thing. Please rate, review, subscribe, click the notification button, do all the things and all the places. Uh, that's uh, payment for this amazing interview. And to you know, also let everyone know that, hey, this is something that you find worthwhile and uh, sharing. So thank you for being on. We'll see you guys on another great episode next week. Austin, thank you so much for being here, dude. I truly appreciate having you. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Take it easy, guys. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.